Welcome to the Hypnotic Comic Live Show. Finding that entertainment without meaning isn't cutting it anymore? Do you want to feel deeply connected, yet lifted up into the heights of laughter? You found that place where comedy meets the full expansion of life's possibilities. Now, for your hypnotically comical host, Jenna Grayson! Oh my god, I think that's me. Thank you, Doug, our our uh, beautiful producer and his twin brother, Dom. Super grateful for the show. Thanks for putting this all together. We're doing good. We're growing. We're looking great. We're dressed up. All right, maybe we're not dressed up, but uh, welcome to the Hypnotic Comic Show, live show. I am... Your hostess, Jenna Grayson, your local American, oh dear, your local American um, radio hostess, hypnotherapist, comedian. Um, We just recently had a show at uh, the House of Blues in Anaheim, which was really fun. And uh, I got another show coming up on July 12th, Friday night at the Comedy Store where such names as Dave Chappelle have been known to perform and just kind of pop up the same stage where I'm performing. If I could just try to make myself look good here, I'm going to do it. That's what I got to say about that. Um, If you want to reach out and communicate with me, a great way to do that is through jennagrayson.com. Today, I'm super duper honored, grateful, and excited to be having a conversation with a great inspiration in my life, uh, a beautiful woman by the name of Catrice Goddard. And she is, Catrice is a female leadership coach, a published author, holistic health coach, business development consultant, and entrepreneur. She is really passionate and brings that passion and innovation to self-development and spiritual teachings as a catalyst to women to build sustainable, conscious businesses. Doesn't that sound so important right now? Her expertise, it is, if if you're wondering, it is. Her expertise spans leadership development, holistic health, business strategy, social impact initiatives, and collaborative innovation. She has developed a directed she has developed and directed a variety of programs covering leadership, mindset growth, wellness, personal resilience, which is one of my favorites on this list here, leadership development, strategic thinking, personal transformation, which I know she's super passionate about, is going to talk to us about today, and business strategy. Her programs incorporate experiential learning, mindfulness, transcendentalism, what, resilience, and resilience, I love this word again, and holistic mind-body practices. Please help me in welcoming Goddess Patrice Goddard. Over the weekend, um, I had the really awesome opportunity to see um, Mashiro, one of my greatest inspirations, um, definitely my greatest inspiration in comedy, who is <clears throat> Sarah Silverman, and she did a bang-up job at the Improv in Hollywood, and that was pretty awesome. And on top of that, she called on me. I put my finger up in the air when she asked the question. She called on me, asked my name, and talked about me and named a new Jewish holiday after me on stage at the Hollywood Improv. 
it was a moment, people. It was a it was a life moment. I'm uh, I was pretty stoked after that, and then we went to a Jewish deli afterwards to celebrate. You know. So another piece of the story. All right, since you're asking, another piece of the story is that um, while all of this was happening at the exact same time while all this was happening, um, one of my dearest friends by the name of Shauna, last name will go unidentified. If you know me, you know Shauna. Okay, so let me tell you this story because what else are we going to do? And it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome story too. Anyway, so while this is all happening, my lady, Sarah Silverman, my greatest inspiration, who I sometimes even joke about when I'm doing stand-up, um, because we have so much in common, obviously, um, while she was talking to me, you know, because we're close now, um, what happened is that my friend Shauna, who's sitting next to me, snuck her phone in, which we were supposed to surrender to the powers that be at the improv in Hollywood. My phone completely died, she said. Anyway, I got to finish telling this story because you guys are going to be mad at me if I keep starting it and not stopping it. Um, so anyway, Shauna pulled out her phone while Sarah Silverman was talking to me. And while all this is happening, she also got, <clears throat> she also got kicked out of the improv. This guy who was like one of the guys who was seating people. I don't know what you would call him. Kind of a bouncer, but he was like five foot, set, five foot seven. He, he came up to her and he was like, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to come out into the hallway? And she was like, no, no, I wouldn't. And he was like, well, it wasn't really like um, a question that you get to answer, more of a rhetorical question. So he's like, well, I need you to. She's with us now. Catrice. So anyway, yeah. that's story, so you know, is that my friend Shauna got kicked out of the improv on Friday. You good? You, you heat up your phone, girl? Yes, it said the phone was too hot. I guess it's waiting for this conversation. Thank you. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. Oh your, phone, your phone got hot and bothered, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just going to go ahead and take that personally and be like, I understand. Um, it happens. I can empathize. It's an occupational hazard. I hate things up. Yes. Just kidding. Well, well, we're really glad to have you. I'm so glad you're on. You've got enough charge. Yeah, I'm fully fully charged. That's what was the interesting thing. So yeah, we're charged and ready. Okay, good. Well, we're so glad to have you on the show, and thank you so much for taking time out from your busy schedule and from your hot phone and. Um, I know that you you have a lot of important calls happening in your life, and I'm sure your phone has been very um, busy and occupied today, and so I'm sure it's not just my personality that's heated up your phone, but also I'm sure lots of activity. (laughs) So thank you for taking the time with us. We, We really appreciate it. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. You and I have had some really um intimate and inspiring, super inspiring conversations. And so I've just really wanted you to be on the show with me, to bring you on the show so we could share some of the conversations that we've had that have been super duper inspiring, transformative, uplifting, mind, body, soul, expanding. And I know that's, you know, a big part of what you <clears throat> what you stand for and what you're creating in the world. So um I'd love to, you know, maybe we can just get started at the beginning, like, mm-hmm. while we're acknowledging, like, you're in this really powerful place in your life, and you help people to transform both their personal and professional lives, 
that you didn't just start off with like the silver spoon in your mouth and um, everything just handed out, out over to you. I just thought, I told you this morning, I just saw the movie Rocket Man and it really illuminated how our personal struggles, um, it's an amazing movie, and it really illuminated how our personal struggles can really set us up for our greatest potential to be expressed. While it seems in the time while they're happening, it's like, this should not be happening to me, you know? Right. So I wonder if you might be interested, willing, available <clears throat> with your hot phone, <laughs> your blowing up hot phone, <laughs> to tell us about, you know, like how this began for you, how your journey began and like, you know, how you yeah. got to this place of helping people yeah. in their expansion. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jenna. I'm so honored and excited to be here. Like you said, this you and I have a lot of electrifying and very transformative conversations, and so it's good to be able to connect yes. here and, like, yes. you know, expand on them and just really um, see where they take us. And I love how um, it's interesting now that I'm doing a lot of work around um, personal development as a social action with um, different social justice causes. And then when people say, well, what's your story and how did you get to this place that you are doing transformation transformation coaching, like how did you get from A to Z? And I used to have a problem with that. I've never, you know, sometimes we don't stop and look back at where we've come from because we're always looking ahead of where we feel we need to go, <laughs> right? So Absolutely. it's just kind of like, yeah. And so I've been doing a lot of um, reflection to that. And it's part of what my fire is right now is just how powerful personal development and self-management and having that power to manage yourself and take care of yourself in such a way, in very simple ways, can actually transform your life and help you to have a better quality of life no matter what, right? No matter what your economic um, status is, no matter where you're living, what your relationship status is. When you have information, you know, when you have a higher perspective or access to more of what you are um, equipped to do innately, it changes the game, and that's what it really excites me. And to even look at um, social justice issues, like I'm a woman of color, you know that. I'm just to share I that. do. Right? Broadly, <laughs> you know, I've always looked at it as, um, you know, we see these conversations and we see so many initiatives. It's like a really exciting time to be alive, to be a part of history right now as we are having more transparent conversations around social issues. And mm -hmm. I'm loving to be able to add to that conversation about personal development actually being the game changer and the narrative that has affected the culture that I come from. And so that's what's really like just right now, I'm just like on fire about it. Like this is the game changer, you know, being born in poverty into a mo mother on welfare with three kids, you know, really mm -hmm. deep into those, systems and statistics, you know, really living that out and seeing that I gradually um, elevated from that limitation or even that narrative that was placed on us from American society, which we all have that, the game changer has been my consciousness, my heart, right? It's been learning yeah. to manage myself, having more information. And that is self-empowering, right? I don't need to fight for a position in life, I can actually create a certain embodiment within myself and move forward in life with a lot of power 
confidence, a lot of love, and continue to elevate my life. And, yeah, that's what's turning me on these days. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Yes, that's what's heating up your phone. That's, that's what's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I want that for everybody. Like, you know, for every human being, when we say may all human beings be well, like may we all have peace, and then I like to come in and be like, you know, you got a really pivotal part in making that happen for yourself. Right. Beyond your circumstances, you have the freaking power. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's where it comes in. I wanted to ask you something about something you said there. You said there's no need for me to compete. You speaking about yourself. And I think for so long in human history, you know, it's like it's really an American value in a lot of ways, but it's also a masculine value to compete. Mm. You know, and I think a lot of that comes from. I would say, in my awareness, from testosterone, it seems like, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. values that Darwin brought to us as the survival of the fittest, fittest. which yes. re- really encourages competition. So it seems like you're saying something that either transcends that or proves that wrong. I wonder if you could speak about a little bit more about that. Like, if we're not competing... I know you're already touching into it, but I want to ask you to talk more yeah. about it. What are we doing? What are we doing? Absolutely. If we're not, right? if we're not surviving. Yeah, right. We're not fighting for, for survival. Right. And, oh, like, you know, things just rise up within me when you say that. When you look at survival of the fittest, you know, it instantly dictates lack, right? It's off okay. the bat telling you there's not enough. Right okay. in, a, in an infinite universe, in an infinite world, a world that we've come upon with oceans and birds, and the birds are feeding themselves and living, and there's insects and things growing, like things that are way beyond what we have controlled as man to create. You know, so regardless of what we believe, we see there's something beyond our doing right here on the planet. Right. So we see right. there is an infinite energy. There is an energy that helps us come into being when we were fetus and our mothers, you know, none of us were saying, oh, let me make sure I get an ear. Let me make sure my fingers grow. Right. You know, there was something beyond us that was creating this whole experience. And so when you, when I look at life from that perspective and the birds really speak to me, when I see them, um, I've had the honor um, before I came back to LA to see a mother bird give um, birth. You know, she had her babies on the back yeah. porch. And to see how much food she was finding, like these huge worms, and she was coming back and feeding them every day. And I was like, look how taken care of she is. She's not worried that the worms won't be there. She's not worried. You know, she's just coming back with all this abundance. And the symbolism of that on a micro, the macro, I'm looking at us as a species, and I'm like, we have just taken in this mindset that there's so much lack and that we have to compete and there's only a little. And in my being, it really, it's a big no, that that's an untruth, right? That it doesn't feel resonance with what I've come to know of myself and of this planet and of my relationship with God, source, universe, all there is, and what that looks like for me. And then what I'm living in practical life, right? I'm seeing myself walking through the life in a stream of abundance of love and support and, you know, whether that's from strangers or not, even though there's challenges, there's always something that's carrying me forward. People are always showing up. And when you start to reframe how you see things, you understand that you don't have to fight for your place, right? That that's just your birthright. That's a natural 
consequence of being born into wellness. But we yeah. believe we're born into wellness. That's the whole thing. It's the reprogramming, right? Okay. And, uh, that's right. Yeah, and that's really it's, powerful. It's interesting because um, I'm really not a Bible person, but I do appreciate it when the Bible confirms some of these things that we're feeling really inspired by from that more... Uh, universal perspective, but that's yeah. literally, I don't know if you know that, but I i just came across that within the last day or two. I'm making this book for my stepmom, and she's very Catholic, as I call her, and um, I'm making this book <laughs> for her to stay inspired while my dad's health is really not doing well, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so I'm going to read this to you, Catrice, okay. and everybody okay. listening, because it, it's also just like, yes, this, yes, this is exactly what you're talking about. This is from the book of Matthew, which I can't believe I'm quoting. I'm, I'm, I was raised Jewish, and uh, so here we are. I think this is New Testament stuff. Oh. But it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, mm. what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not, right? They do not sow or reap or stow store away in barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Whatever you want to call the Heavenly Father, we can talk about that. Are you not much more valuable than they? Now I'm going to add in parentheses the birds. The birds. Can you, no, sorry, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Wow. So Jesus was on to you. And wait a minute, Jetta. Are you serious? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that share. I just went to the birds. As I was going to the birds, I'm like, why are you going to the birds, right? But I, but yeah. I wanted to go to the birds. And oh, wow. I, I did not know you had that, but it's, they've been a, a huge symbolism um, this year. Are you not much more than the birds? And I don't really know yes. how I feel about that. However, there's a lot of abundance in an entire ecosystem that's happening without us having to contrive it and manage yeah. it, right? Yeah. And I want to, I want to trust in that. I just want to invite Me people too. to trust I in know. that. Me too. I re- it's like I want to trust in it, and I know sometimes I do, but sometimes I really don't. And I, I would love to yeah. just be able to imagine more consistently and then live more consistently a life that is like that mama bird that you're talking about that she yeah. wasn't worried about finding stuff for her babies mm. to eat. Mm-hmm. She just fed mm-hmm. her babies and nature fed her. And we all, mm-hmm. you know, have the potential to live in harmony with nature like that. But it also feels mm-hmm. like we're really separate from that. And that's a beef that yeah. I have. And I, I love us. And uh, what did she just say, Jenna, on the end? Maybe it just it just starts with us, even though we're really yes. separate from our own nature and from the ways that nature supplies for us. Maybe it's and just got to start with us. It had right that inward journey. I love that. Whenever you say it starts with me, I automatically feel self empowered. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, just, I I really don't like to give the power outside of myself, you know. And I, and that's okay. probably my greatest prayer for every human being. I want them to know that they, they have a lot of power within them okay. to make choices and become aware and that their call for what their needs are heard and that they have a pivotal part in cultivating that. Um, and, of course, you know, if you have information or you're a teacher or a healer or a radio show or, or you know, the person at the gas station, you know, being in service of sharing what you know so that we don't suffer, you know, is a – you know, the opposite of that. We're well, not the opposite, the balance of that. Like, people need more information, but we're also a pivotal part in that. 
What I really wanted to come back to, this is what's really blowing my mind. I love when conversations go to these deep places like this. When you mm-hmm. were saying about the Bible, like I'm Jewish and I'm reading from Matthew, and I was just yeah. thinking of the constructs of the Bible for this group of people, or it means this and I'm that. It's the same as survival of the fittest, right? All of these programs and um, perspectives and point of views that aren't really ours, right? Yeah. And if we're not yeah. in a space to be able to be open to what feels resonance, no matter where it's coming from, for us to have our own internal guidance system, you know, we can miss something that is there for us, right? It's like kind of interesting that you're saying that. And I feel like that's a big piece too, to um, feeling more in flow and more abundant with life if we decide not to just take on what our society has put on us about limitation and to like look deeper, look at the birds, look at around us and kind of see what's really true for us. Do you really feel you were born into a world to be a victim or to um, be be in a space of um, life always happening to you and not have a sense of empowerment? I know even with my clients, when I say that, they'll say, well, for 30 years, I felt like that was the truth. I was, um, you know, the universe was against me, basically, until they learned more like, oh, I can manage this, or I can see this from a higher perspective and heal my traumas. And they start to live life from a deeper journey. And that perspective has shifted for them, you know, in certain cases. So, I just find that really beautiful how I feel like we're moving through these constructs of how things were told that they, they were told to us one way, but we're living life and we're awakening to seeing that there's a, there's a bigger picture here. There's something really bountiful and beautiful and abundant that is this life and that is this energy that's running through us. So that's right. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. It. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in that conversation. I think that's a big part of why I wanted to have you on the show is just to hear that perspective and how empowered you've become on your journey and how you're sharing that, especially with other women, um, but not necessarily women, you know, with the planet, yeah. really, I want to say. And can you tell us about how, I mean, were you born this way? Yeah. <laughs> were you You're born funny. this way? You know, but you know, but it's so you know, keeping up with our theme, which I didn't know we would have a theme, but there again, not born this way, but I did um decide I have the awareness to opt out of other people's thoughts and projections for my life, other people. Wow. Then on a small level and to the global level of what your expectations are. So, again, we're talking about who's the Bible for. These are just like metaphors. Who is, um, you know, the survivor of the fittest? You know, what is the trajectory of black people? Like, you know, I when I went back to Detroit, because I'm originally from Detroit, and Mm -hmm. um, when I went back home after being in L.A. for five years, I go back home and the narrative was so different, right? And as I was listening, it's almost like I was being reinformed of who I am, but from a perspective that didn't resonate with me, right? And what I, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, I was being caught up on all these negative limits. I'll say negative is limitation, limited point of views of who I am, what the trajectory is, what my struggle 
if I am to have one um, in this life, what it is and what it will be. And I was just looking at kind of like you said, were you born that way? And of course I was not. But when I opted to begin to go on a deeper journey and start to think for myself, meaning breaking the chains of what um, this society or my lineage even or the people around me or whoever was doing, you know, I started to think for myself and get really deep with that spirit within me and okay. far as um, how I see my identity, that's when things started to change. And I noticed, I said, the reason why I am desystematized when I go back home and I'm like, no, there's infinite possibilities. No, you can create this. You can align with that. You know, no matter how much money you have, you can always cultivate inner peace, right, and a deep sense of wealth and love within yourself. But it's yeah. because I've been off the grid for like 12 years. I I stopped listening to the news. I dropped out of survival for uh, the fittest, right? And I mm-hmm. went into a space of doing my own inner work because I had an inkling that there was more to this life than what I was being told. And I think a lot of people have that inkling, that kind of awareness, and maybe not everyone listens to it and follows it to such depth as to other people. But I, I do believe that light goes off. Like, there may be something more here that I can, uh, I want to know about and become aware of. And that's what changed my life, helped to heal and transform it. I stopped being informed by constructs and other people's systems, institutions, um, thoughts about who I am. Right. And that goes for everybody. You don't have to be a person of color to feel that. Right. How many women or men even like are being something that we're projecting that they should be? That's right. Right. And so, yeah, that's that's what I think. You hear people say the awakening journey a lot. And I think that's what the awakening is, is that I'm going to like figure this out for myself. I'm going to follow my heart more. I'm going to listen more. I'm going to learn what really turns me on. I'm going to learn and feel into what's true for me, you know, even if it's been proven, you know, some, a lot of times it's like things are like, well, they, everybody's been doing it that way. And I love to say, well, I'm going to do it differently, right? We have the autonomy and the freedom to do that, to be innovators in the smallest or the largest ways in our lives. And that's the beauty of my walk. And that's what I feel like I said, I wasn't born that way, but starting mm-hmm. on that transformation journey, which came through a hope crises that I had when I was younger and led me to, yeah, spirituality. I had, you know, fibroid tumors and I went through this deep um, cleansing time and I just started to, you know, look at life a little differently and say, hey, I think I can do more with this this life thing. (laughs) That's amazing. So your health, it sounds like your health crisis really helped to propel you into really examining how you were living both on the inside Oh, of your yes. body as well as in your environment and your ways of perceiving oh. yourself within your environment. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I was mm-hmm. um, in my early 30s when they wanted to give me a hysterectomy, and that was like my wake-up call. Um, you know, not have, I didn't have children. I didn't even have a boyfriend at that time. It was just like such um, a big decision to um, mm-hmm. place before a young woman, you know, to just decide that I would never have children. At that time, and when I started doing that research, and I understood, oh, okay, I have fibroid tumors, and then they were saying they're prevalent and within certain races, and I'm just starting to get very inquisitive on what does this really mean, right? <laughs> like, and it looked, yeah. and I looked at my life. It was, um, it was a lack of education, right? A lack of knowledge. Oh, it was like okay. I didn't know that I was eating processed sugars and foods that were 
form these tumors on my uterus. I didn't know that it had a place in um, energy, um, like feminine, what do you call it? I think Louise Hay said it's a feminine blow, a blow to the feminine ego from looking at my unrequited relationships and how I was relating to the masculine at that time. And so it took mm-hmm. me on a really deep journey. But then again, right, that was a self-empowerment journey because it was like I was learning things about myself. And not everything was pretty. I didn't want to see it all. Right. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to see that I was creating so much havoc in my body. But on the other side of that, you know, I felt so much more strengthened and um, self-empowered to know that I could shift this. And that is what I did. I went raw and vegan for a few years and I ended up going to naturopathic school. And like I said, my journey came, but it, it, start, it helped me to start looking at every aspect of my life and how are my choices creating my circumstances. Right? Is it the circumstances that are impeding upon me, or are there some choices that I can make daily and in my life and things that I can look at to move this forward? And that's become my journey. That's amazing. And so, if somebody's just kind of getting started, you know, because it's like, it sounds like a real 180, a real huge life turnaround. And this is, you know, really what I wanted to talk about. So, I'm not. I'm wanting to illuminate, like, how do you go from zero to 180? If somebody's at that zero point of my body is sick, I have a diagnosis, I'm not happy, Mm -hmm. Um, people are telling me that my likelihood of creating any kind of wealth or getting out of survival is really low, my chance of even surviving at all past a certain age is really low. How would you encourage people to start, to start this practice? Because I also hear you know, something, you know, within there where it's like you're raw vegan for a few years. Like, you know, I think for a lot of people, including myself, like that, the idea of like, oh, God, I would need to clean up my diet that much. Like maybe being sick isn't that bad. You know, like how do we get started to to see how this can work in our own lives? How can we get started from from, you know, growing up in in poverty, potentially, or at least, you know, with some life dissatisfaction or some disease processes in the body? How do we get started? I would say um, definitely everyone, you know, like you said, that is a great question. Like it can feel very intimidating, um, but I think being um, inquisitive is Mm -hmm. that first point, right? Looking for Mm -hmm. more information. And like I said, this is a yummy time for change um, on the planet because of the Internet, right? You can actually mm-hmm. find your community and find these groups and get the information you needed. When I, like I said, I went raw and vegan as a healing diet. At that time, it wasn't a lifestyle. It was literally to avoid um, having the hysterectomy. But then again, I was living in Detroit where the only Whole Foods or any organic store was over an hour away from where I was living, right? So I'm in a oh, food wow. desert, right? Oh, so I, I'm still in a very, right, I was an herbalist and, you know, making medicine off the grass. And I think that's a big part mm-hmm. of my story of it, it's not always circumstances. It's your determination to take charge of your life. It's your determination to say, I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out a way and just watch life meet you that way. You know, we didn't have the Internet and Facebook and all those things, you know, back when this was happening for me. But I ended up finding my community 
because I was making different choices and I wanted more information. And, you know, so just connecting with um, the information and I guess getting past the fear of being intimidated of the money or how it may cost or, you know, what the journey would look like, but always be inquisitive and ask questions and go forward. Like I had a um, conversation with a young lady the other day about a new vehicle and she kept saying, I cannot afford one. I said, but you should go see what you would need if you could afford it, right? Have that information. You know, suppose somebody wants to give you one or buy you one or anything could open up for you, but make Uh sure you're prepared on your side, right? Just because you don't have the money in the bank right now doesn't mean you shouldn't know how much it costs to buy that new home or how your credit needs to look. These are things you can do and you can control. And this helps life meet us and help us meet opportunity. And so it's the same with health challenges. If you want to do like a long um, cleanse and you don't have the money or you don't have the mentor, start looking and signing up for newsletters, communities, going into Facebook groups. You start putting forth your intention and effort and life meets you there, right? And things come through for you because you're letting the universe know, letting life know that I'm showing up for this. I'm ready for this. Right. right. Yeah. And that's the game changer. I've always been very like forward, like, okay, yeah, I don't have the money to eat here today, but I can go get a $2 coffee in here today and I can know what's going on here and I can learn more. And like I I keep that mindset, you know, that's my jam. (laughs) But, you know, yeah, definitely cultivating your mind and expanding it and living your best life no matter what is not about circumstances. You know, I've been on food stamps before in my life. I you know, was still eating kale and organic rice and eating very um, affordable meals that were really clean that was still helping me to keep a peace of mind and avoid depression and anxiety at a very um, challenging time in my life, right? And so I'm just, yeah, I'm like coming against the narrative that if you don't have or you feel limited by something, whether that's health or money or relationships, that you still... You have some power. You have the say to make to make the change, and life will meet you. Great. Life will meet you. Great. So am I hearing you correctly when you're saying that by, for you, for you eating <clears throat> clean foods closer to the earth, fruits, vegetables, those kinds of things, that it helped you to avoid depression and anxiety? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, yeah, I, um, yeah. yeah, when I, yeah, when I got fired from my corporate job and, um, I've been working since I was like 14 years old. That was like my first time on unemployment. I was in litigation with the company, um, <laughs> that fired, that terminated me. And I was in court. So there was no money coming in. I had, um, a food stamp card at that time and it taught me so much about wealth. It taught me my values, right? Because I didn't have the income that I had when I was in that corporate position, but because I was eating well, I was working out, like I would run to my garden. Um, I had a very small garden then, and I would just eat very clean because knowing that processed foods and some of the chemicals that are in our, like coffees and, you know, half and halves and all these other things, they actually cause depression and anxieties and mood swings and hormonal imbalance. So I just ate super clean. I was doing my little yoga stretches in the morning, you know, Mm -hmm. meeting up with friends, having really good quality time. And I just felt so amazing during that time, which was a very challenging time. And when I look back, I know that could have went either way. 
right? Mm-hmm. I could have went into deep fear, right? Because all my fears did come up of money and how will I eat, and I couldn't really explain to other people that I'm going to try and flow with this. Everybody else was also in um, fight-or-flight mode as well, right? The people who love you, family and friends. And so that was a very pivotal and transformative time in my life. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm really feeling peaceful right now. I'm sleeping deeper. Um, I have just what I need. And it gave me enough time to get that type of peace and clear mind that I was able to map out what my next steps were. But I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have anything outside of me, like food stamp card, you know, you got a little garden, and basically no money for entertainment. And that, to me, was a time of wealth for me because I got to really go deep with myself, feeding my mind, reading books, you know, just expanding inwardly. And that's our sacred power, that inner expansion. That's so gorgeous. I love that. That's so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I know to be true about you in that place of expanding your inner, your inner being, your inner consciousness, your inner awareness, and this is going to expand the conversation quite a bit, but I would love to um, begin or open up the space to talk with you about your connection with a more multidimensional consciousness and what I know you've called, as you've called, and others call as well, Christ consciousness. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Yes, you know, that's my favorite, Christ consciousness. Yes. Oh, I didn't know you would even open up a door for that. Yes, that that is a um, a deep energy that I resonate with, um, consciousness of Christ, and I guess I'll share with what that means for me is um, at this time in my life, it means the consciousness of knowing that we are more than our bodies and our minds, of having that awareness and having a relationship with that, right? Mm -hmm. That self-empowerment, that deep love, no matter what, and cultivating that, although we are living in bodies and we're in a on a planet, on the earth, with density and challenges and duality and right and wrongs and guilt and shame and having the access to connect with that energy that that is within us, that we are also beyond that. So we're doing a dance, right? We're walking in this world. We're here. I'm playing with you now, and it's amazing. And they can be a challenge later today or tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> but knowing that the greater picture And the the higher aspect is that there is an indomitable love and knowingness and wellness that is present to us. That is why we're here. That is why the birds eat. And that's what I really, you know, really connect with. And I think about Christ all the time. I'm like, okay, you were walking on the earth. You had a message, right? Your message Mm -hmm. could have been whatever. But I love that he was focused on what he believed to be true, no matter what anyone else was saying or what the world around him was saying. And I think that's a really uh, powerful teaching for all of us because we all have a message, a message of our heart, whether we just want to be free and be kind and be happy. But how many times is it impeded upon where we're not following the status quo? You know, just being nice. Mm -hmm. Some people are afraid that that they love because it's passe or that they're too happy. I know people, I've done that. Let me not be so happy because it's not status quo. I won't fit in. I won't be validated Mm -hmm. or accepted, Mm -hmm. 
Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like consciousness to me is just like this gangster walk of knowing who you are, <laughs> what you believe, <laughs> right? No matter what's going on in this earth, do what works for you that makes you the best version of yourself and move through life in that energy of not having to change anyone, but then don't, not backing down, being unapologetic in your oh love gosh. and who you are on the planet. <clears throat> I vote for oh. you, girl. I vote for you, guys. <laughs> what do we do with this woman, people? Help me figure this out. What do we do with this woman? Oh, my God. Oh, no, like, thank you. Thank I you just feel like, that. yeah, I just feel like. I know politics isn't the right isn't the right category, but I'm like I want to vote for you for something. I just don't know what it is. Our next Oprah, I think, has got to be what it is. Got to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll I'll also vote. You're welcome. You're welcome. My gosh. Um, I will also vote for you along the lines of what you are already committing to and creating. And if we could maybe talk about how people can continue this conversation with you, continue in this desystemization that you're describing, the deprogramming, reprogramming. You've got a program coming up in Detroit. Maybe we should call it a reprogram coming up in Detroit. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's for you. So will you tell us a little bit about that, how we can um, join you or learn more? What, what, are, you, what are you creating there in, in your hometown and what, why, Definitely. when, where, who? Yeah, and we're, we're actually um, talking about doing one, and it's a workshop, and it'll be a traveling workshop, and we're going to start in L.A. and Detroit. Um, okay, cool. here. Yeah, um, even like yourself, I feel like you're on the pulse of the conversation we're having. But um, mm-hmm. it started, the workshop is called Transcendence, and you can find that information at my website at www.expansion.com, which is E X P as in Paul, A N S as in Sam, H as in Henry, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy.com, and mm-hmm. um, Transcendence works. Transcendence Workshop with Catrice. You can just click on there and you can be updated for our first launch. And, you know, Perfect. what we're doing is, yeah, bringing a spiritual and conscious conversation to race and social justice. And it starts off from the premise of my jam and my being and my knowingness is that personal development is a social action. I'm really wanting to give mm. all people, right, be a catalyst for everyone's stepping into their own power and learning ways to really manage their mind, body, and spirit as to create a better trajectory from themselves and heal from some of the um, things that's happened on our planet to people of color, people in under-resourced areas, and all human beings, right? Because one thing I do know, and this is part of the beauty of transcendence, is that all human beings are suffering Right, and have times in our life when we are, no matter if you're rich, white, Asian, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. is, it's a humanity issue. And so I want to bring awareness to where we have imbalances on the planet and in our world, but also mm-hmm. expand that conversation into oneness consciousness that ultimately we are, ultimately we are all the same. 
we all have the same challenges in some way, and how can we create a narrative of unconditional love without being <laughs> right or wrong, right? And yes. this, this big space together. And so that's what this, um, it's a diverse group of women. It's going to um, be really deep, actually. We're going to go deep with our narrative of how can we create a new narrative of one is consciousness and unconditional love around race and social justice without seriously bypassing it. We're like, we're being raw and bold. This is what it is. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And this is what we are embodying next. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You know what I hear as you're saying that? I hear, I mean, so many things that are just popping, electrifying, opening, expanding, um, moving into that new <clears throat> Moving into that new conversation, you know, of how yeah. do we look at our personal responsibility, not as blame, but rather as um, a possibility, as as our as our true wealth, as our true power, um, personal development, as social action. It, it is a social action. This idea is coming to my awareness. The birds of many colors, like coming back to the mm. beginning of our conversation, right? Like the birds mm. of many colors. You see bluebirds, and you might see red bird or yellow bird, or some birds that have a few different colors or a couple different colors on them. You know, but we all just say, yeah, they're still birds, and not that you know, there's different value or one that deserves to eat more than another, you know, right, but they're right. all birds. And, and it's like, of course, our creator is going to create many birds of many colors and many flowers of many Absolutely. colors and many seashells of many colors. And uh, we could go on and on and, and certainly many humans of many colors. And like, it, why are we, why have we been so focused on that? And, and can we mm-hmm. address it without spiritually bypassing and saying we're right. all one and just move on from this, airy fairy concept but to also say yeah we're all created in an infinite field of consciousness that connects us all to the infinite creator and of course our creator has created us with many different ways of looking and speaking and languages and hair colors and eye colors and and let's do this together let's do this together yeah and let's and let's talk about um like you said i do really I know in the spiritual community it is kind of a conversation, but I really want to talk about that we are all one. I'm no longer mm-hmm. um, wanting to be affected by what people call woo-woo or spirituality when there's a lot mm-hmm. of truth and liberation in there. So that's, that's absolutely like an illusion, right? So don't tell yeah. me your distorted world, right? Your distorted world of fighting mm-hmm. and self-righteousness is definitely the way to get things done because as I see yeah. it, it's actually not. Um, right. And so tra- your transcendence is around, and I love that so much because we're in that space. If we want to be of um, service and be a contribution, but I'm I'm going to hold tight to my heart as a potency here, and as to bringing us all to a very raw conversation, right? That's deep in the power of love. Do it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and I appreciate that clarification so much. And I'm I'm want to clarify too that. When I use the term woo-woo, it's not that I think that's the end of the conversation, but rather to ground it in with the pain of the misperception of separation that we've been enduring and recreating and Mm -hmm. to bring that oneness consciousness into the three-dimensional world of appearances and uh, sensory perception, you know, and to bring that oneness into our pains and into our perceived limitations and into our social structures and politics and 
bring the oneness in fully grounded um, into our consciousness, into our bodies, into our systems, into our perceptions, into our personal development. And Mm. that's what I mean. When I bring up the woo-woo is is to say, are you mowing the lawn right now, Catrice? No. No. (laughs) I'm standing out on this beautiful porch and it's like... A little guy on a scooter. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I had to ask. I had to ask. Oh, so one We're talking about oneness and mowing the lawn, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And that's a great <laughs> opportunity for right. That's balance for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Bringing the oneness into mowing the lawn is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> really good. Well, really good stuff. I appreciate it so much. We just. Um, have a few minutes left and um wondering if you if you can um in a place of inviting people into this um trans the transcendence program reprogram who is this mm-hmm. for is there anyone specifically who you would say it's for anyone who it's probably not for or is it really for everyone um i feel like it's Definitely, it's for everyone, although um, it is, right now, it's focused on the female movement. However, of course, everybody can join in and support it and definitely even show up. It won't be anything happening there that um, that would need, you know, that we have to exclude men. Like, some of my programs are very personal as far as dealing with women and reproductive work and things like that, and so that's been exclusive um, to women only. But okay. I would say that this is for anyone that's wanting to be a contribution, wanting to have more guidance in an open platform to talk about creating new narratives around social issues, um, mainly around people of color at this time. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as of now, I've been connecting with a lot of my sisters, white women um, here on the West Coast who are like really wanting to get more of this perspective of this body of work and how they can integrate it into their lives and into their service and do that with a lot of um, integrity and forward movement, right? Uh, Because we're having a lot of conversations where people are wanting to help and people are wanting to do things, but a lot of times it's very, um, you know, it's been so far, it's been very immediate need and not really feeling strengthened enough to say, well, personal development has a value here in such a tough conversation. So mm-hmm. we've been connecting on that side, and it's definitely for women of color as well who's ready to finally transcend uh, this long, heavy uh, narrative of the systemic oppression within the lineage of black and brown people. I'm hoping that this is going to be a part of a true game changer as this is the work that has transformed my life and has cut what I see as shackles and chains off my spirit and my very beingness. So it is my intention to really, yeah, this is, this is it. This is, I, I got it. I was like, this is why I was born, why I incarnated because this to me, and I, I tear up as I say it, has given me a deep level of freedom that no one, can take away from me because it is the internal thing and it is mine. And that's what um, the offering is. So, yes. Wow. My goddess. My goddess. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your heart so openly and your emotions so exquisitely. Appreciate it so much. And my heart is just feeling so much joy and fulfillment. And I feel like, you know, this conversation that we're having here, like this is, 
what we came here to do. This is why I have this show. This is why yeah, I wanted to have yeah. this conversation with you. Like, we did it. You know, like, we're yeah. doing it. And you thank know? you we're so much it. for creating this platform and just mm. being who you are. Like, I, I love the energy you bring. It's such deep wisdom. And with the, coupled with the laughter, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to give you my laugh, it's such a gift, Jenna. And I've, I've always told you that, sister, that mm. you've just been such a light. And I love connecting because I can go so deep with you. And also deep in a way of lightness, which is connecting with that joy and, and joy of yeah. God. And I love that. So thank, thank you. Thank you. That's my jam. Yeah. That's, that's what I feel like I'm, I'm really coming into realizing is like that's who I am slash who I really want to be, where I feel the most fulfilled, you know, Ooh, like it's, it's been, about. yeah, so much of my life where I felt like I wasn't being deeply met, you know, and I think some of that also, like this could be a whole other show, but if I could just touch into it really quickly, is like I grew up in Orange County, which is a different experience than your experience, but um, it was a lot of white people and growing up in Orange County in this, what would be a more affluent neighborhood, I wasn't that affluent. And my whole family was Jewish. And because there weren't many other Jewish people, it was like who I knew myself to be, who I knew my family to be, Mm. was being ignored and hidden, both in the the falseness of my last name, Mm. which my grandfather changed, as well as just sort of passing, you know, passing as a white person and hearing a lot of anti-Semitic things, seeing anti-Semitic actions and staying quiet and feeling pain Mm. and shame and fear and, you know, and being very emotional about it and not knowing how to address it. So I think that that's been at least part of the depth that has been created in me is like, I've said a lot of my, my life with great respect that I do feel like a woman of color inside the body of a white woman on the outside. But then like, once you know I'm Jewish, you can also be like, yeah, she's Jewish, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, of yeah. course, of course, you know, but anyhow, yeah. So I appreciate yeah. you acknowledging that. And I think one mm-hmm. of the greatest ways we can talk about our pain and the ways that we feel um, unacknowledged or unvalued, undervalued um, is to bring the light to it and, and Absolutely. bring conversation and, and levity and some humor and some real compassion as well, hopefully all at the same time. No pressure, that's- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just a little bit of all of that. Yeah, so thank you so much. that's really okay. beautiful, Jennifer. Th- thank you for sharing that. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you for, for hearing me. And um, mm-hmm. just one more thing before we wrap up here, Katrice. Are you working one-on-one with people or, you know, in terms of people reaching out to you, working with you, is, is the Transcendence program, is that your main focus right now? Or No, I'm... I'm still doing personal transformation on um, private clients, and so okay, that great. starts up again on um, July 12th, that I'll have six spots open for that, and then it'll close Amazing. that down in November. So right now, I am open. I'm, um, well, like I said, work with women, and that's just a transformation journey of eight weeks, and it's an um, online curriculum, and then private sessions with me as well, and all that's on my site. As You're, well. so oh, yes. You're so right. You're so right. So that's also at expansion.com, E-X-P-A-N-S-H-E-N, expansion. It's got the word she in there, so that's how yes. you can remember that, ladies yes. and gentlemen. So, 
<clears throat> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was, was going to say it's actually Shen, S-H-E-N, means consciousness. And oh. Kind of, yeah. So I was like, I found that out afterwards. Someone emailed that to me, and I was like, oh, I love that. Um, in Chinese Even medicine better. in general. So, yeah, so mm. that felt very fitting. So, yes. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Very good. So we got to wrap up for today. My okay. guest, our guest, your guest, her guest has been the beautiful, electrifying, empowered, liberated, expanded Catrice Goddard. If you'd like to reach her, once again, you can find out more information about her reprogram called yeah. Transcendence <laughs> and the work it. that she's doing with individuals um, as well as groups at expansion.com. And I'm your hostess. With lots of love and appreciation with the mostest, or at least most, if not mostest, Jenna Grayson. Oh, I want to also do a shout out or plug or something like that. Um, We're looking for some new sponsorship um, for this show. We have over a thousand listeners to the live program and we're syndicated on over 70 international syndications. And this show is made into a podcast on iTunes or on iHeartRadio. Google Play, and um, if anybody knows of any um, sponsors, we're opening that up now, and we're just continuing to grow. We're just continuing to grow. So thank you so much. My next show, come out and celebrate, support, and laugh with me at the Comedy Store in Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard, July 12th, Friday night. Yay. I will see you there. Go to thehypnoticcomic.com. I think that's it. We're over time by a minute. Love you. Peace. Mwah. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Love you, everyone. Bye, Jenna. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, love. Bye.